You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting and screenwriters and anything and everything to do with the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and I'm just going to start off by recounting what Plato recounted with Aristophanes, who actually said this. Actually, he recounts this about the origins of humanity. So apparently, man's original form was a four-legged, four-armed, double-sexed entity. But Zeus, who was fearful, and he feared that humans might threaten the power of the gods and had them sliced in half with his lightning bolt. Now, this actually left these two men and creatures split into two. So, you now have two legs, two arms, and one sex entity. So, why am I telling you this story? Just to point out that this is actually the origins of soulmates. Now... Like I said, why am I telling you this story? It's because today in the filmmaking world, just take any filmmaking world. I'm talking Bollywood. I'm talking Tollywood. I'm talking Hollywood. I'm talking any film industry. And I'm talking specifically those mediocre Filmmakers, no, I'm not shitting on them. I am not, you know, blaming them per se. But what they are doing with their films and calling it art, glorifying things that happen every day. For instance, boy meeting girl, boy getting the girl boy losing the girl and boy winning the girl back and them living happily ever after. It's actually the happily ever after part that is being sold to the audience. And so what's happening? The audience who actually look up to these actors who play the parts, who are the famous and people who look up to these famous people, they just look at them and they try to imitate everything they do. Now, putting this into perspective... 
the idea of being a soulmate is being pitched so much. It's being done to that so many times by Hollywood and specifically by Bollywood and Tollywood that when it doesn't turn out that way in real life, there is bound to be disappointment. And when there is disappointment, people are going to realize that what they have been pitched is, in fact, a lie. And they're just going to say, look, I'm not going to watch romance movies anymore. I hate romance movies or something to the effect. And I can't blame them. However, filmmakers who come out of film school or filmmakers who are emerging or who are aspiring to make it big in any film industry, I am still seeing that they are still making boy meets girl love stories and glorifying it in one way, shape or form, calling it art and calling it an expression Self-expression. Now, normally, this sort of thing would be saved for a controversial type podcast. But I'm discussing this here on this episode because it is relevant to what this podcast is about, which is film and television business. So we have professionals, i.e. screenwriters, filmmakers, directors, or producers who produce the most mediocre films that you can set your eyes on. And I mean that literally. So to give you an example... Nicholas Sparks, if you are familiar with his work, you will know that every single time his romance-based stories start off with two lovers, something setting those lovers apart, and them congregating in a beach and doing all sorts of things like having a conversation about love and all that. And we have something like an illness keeping them apart. And how in the end they would triumph over it. It's not only is it formulaic. I'm going to go ahead and say it's cliche. And this is the one instance. And this is the one exception where I will say 
critics are needed to discourage this type of filmmaking. I know in prior episodes, I have touched briefly on what filmmakers are doing and what they're doing wrong. But this episode is more about elaborating on that. It's to expand a little bit more on that. And I'm using Nicholas Sparks as my example. You see, folks, when a filmmaker does things like this, when a filmmaker makes movies about Boy Meets Girl with no substance at all, that filmmaker is not doing himself or herself any favors. Let's acknowledge that and let's get that out of the way. Now, what needs to change if these filmmakers were to continue on this path? Now, I have no problem with that. If they want to continue that, I have no problem with that. I do, however, have a problem with them making these stories with no direction, no purpose. If you're going to give me a story, a boy meets girl love story, at least put into that love story why those two need to fall in love. Not that they are falling in love, not that they fall in love and triumph over everything to be together. But tell me why they need each other. And also, this is a contributor amongst others to societal attitude that everyone in society will default to asking someone, hey, who's the lucky girl or who's the lucky guy? Like this is if you're talking to a man and the man says, hey, I'm getting married. And you go, who's the lucky girl? So right then and there, you have just made an assumption. Perhaps you did not, you know, you did not give room to think, okay, maybe this significant other is of the same sex or a transgender person or a gender non-conformative person. Think about that. Movies today, specifically romance movies, that solely focus on heterosexual relationships fail to understand that when 
you make up stories like that, you are ignoring that there are other forms of love. For example, you have the love between a parent and a child. You have the love between siblings. You have the love between cousins, a.k.a. relatives. You have the love between friends. And of course, you have the love between same-sex couples. Now, I will go ahead and give props to two different TV shows because they have taken a step forward in showcasing the relationship aspect of gay characters. What are these two shows? One is Shadowhunters with Alec and Magnus. And the other is Love Vector between Victor Salazar and his boyfriend Benji. What I admire about these TV shows is it's more exploration of the common problems that you would encounter in a relationship. And they're showing that it is no different than what a heterosexual couple would face. Props to that again. So, what I'm going to do is let's take a small break and what I'm going to do is when we come back I am going to set some examples or rather give you some pointers with examples to go by if a filmmaker still wants to go ahead and make a boy meets girl love story without even glorifying the relationship you know like making all the scenes look pretty and beautiful and all that BS so let's take that break now This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at screenwritingu.com. That's screenwriting you with a capital U dot com. Welcome back. Now before the break I was talking about 
what the filmmakers were doing in terms of glorifying boy meets girl love stories and why these type of stories aren't doing them any favors. And to be frank, honest, to be extremely honest, I'm going to say that these filmmakers, even though this is not official yet, this is not in the diagnostic manual for psychiatry yet, even though I'm not a psychiatrist, this disease is, I believe it is, OGAS, or rather OCAS. So what this is, it's an abbreviation for Obsessive Compulsive Art Syndrome. Now, what is Obsessive Compulsive Art Syndrome? Simply put, you have an obsessive need to look at everything in everyday life, everything that is normal, and you have this compulsive need to elevate it, to glorify it, calling it art, when it's really not. I am not sure why this is not classified as a disease yet. It should be. And if you are talking to a psychiatrist or a therapist, mention it. I would encourage you to do that. But I also said that after the break, we were going to discuss tips. If filmmakers were still to continue to make boy meets girl love stories. So my tip number one is not only the characters need to complement each other, but give them a purpose, what they can learn from each other, the lessons that they can learn from each other by being in love. That would be my first pointer. My second suggestion or pointer is the relationship aspect of it. When you have a couple in a relationship, you don't just show us how they're dealing with it. Now, I'm no relationship expert. I am no matchmaker. But I do feel that in a relationship, show the trust and the commitment in a unique way. Show us why 
two couples or the couple characters trust each other? Why do they trust each other and why are they inclined to trust each other? And it can't simply be because they are attracted to one another physically or emotionally. Because if there is no trust, there is no commitment when it comes to marriage. And there is no teamwork. Or there is no, you know, working together to solve problems, to life's problems, solve life problems, that is. Also, these couples don't just give us the stories, don't just tell us that marriage is great when things are falling apart in real life. Because I guarantee you, given the rate of divorce, things are falling apart, people are losing hope, and for you to go ahead and make another Boy Meets Girl love story and try to sell them a dream is unnecessary, but if you still want to do this, show that marriage is all about trust and commitment and working together to solve life problems and that the couple are willing to work together as a team to stay together. And finally, they can't just be feeling like they are stuck together. You need to make them stick together. There's a difference. Being stuck together means they're forced to be together. Them sticking together means they are willing to not only work things out, but also they have this genuine need to work it out together. And that actually comes with trust. And I'm just going to Go ahead, because I just realized that I just gave you my definition of marriage. And let me tell you something. Whether it is gay marriage or heterosexual marriage, marriage is marriage. And you cannot have a marriage if you do not have trust, which means you cannot commit without the trust and without the trust you can not commit and if there is no commitment 
there is no teamwork or working together or having each other's backs. Like offering emotional support is what I'm getting at. That's what marriage is. These are the four pillars or the four elements of marriage. So take that with a grain of salt, boys and girls, and next time you see a filmmaker making a boy meets girl love film, challenge it. And also, this is a message to all other aspiring filmmakers out there. You do not need to be part of the LGBTQ community to write stories about the LGBTQ community. The key here is if you do your research, you will be able to make a good film out of it. And I'm going to give you an example of that. The Sensei is a good example because the producer, director, writer, and actress, Diane Lee Inosanto, believe it or not, she is actually the goddaughter of the late Bruce Lee. Believe it or not. And she made this movie because she understood that back in the 80s there was a lot of prejudice and she capitalized on that with her story. Watch the sensei because this woman is not gay. This woman is not a member of the LGBT community, but she is surely a supporter of the LGBTQ community. That's why she made that movie about a gay character who morphs into a warrior. While at the same time, her character actually has this rite of passage bestowed on her. Now, Take that as an example because that is actually my explanation. That is actually my proof to say that you do not need to belong to the LGBTQ plus community to write stories about them or to make relationship movies about them. You can still do it and make a quality product out of it. So with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester. Thank you for listening. I know this is a very long episode and I thank you for being so patient with me till the end. If you have made it to the end, then... Thank you for listening, and until I catch you around for the next episode, don't forget to turn that page.